0: Robots will walk the streets with us, work in the cubicle next to us, or take our elderly parents for a walk and then help them with dinner. Sounds like science fiction, but according to the Industries of the Future, this is what we have coming within the next decade. Alec Cross, author of Industries of the Future, joins me down the line now. ALEC, digital, cybercrime, big data, these are all trends we've seen gain momentum over the past 12 months. So are they going to define the next decade?
1: They are. It's interesting. In the same way in which the internet and digitization shaped the last 20 years, there are going to be a series of new fields, including those you named, the commercialization of genomics and others, which are going to be tomorrow's trillion-dollar industries and which are gonna shape our lives, both at work and at home.
0: So how do you see them really changing industry as we know it today? And what sort of timeframes are we looking at exactly?
1: Let's use artificial intelligence, machine learning and robotics as an example. I think that the robots from the cartoons and movies of the 1970s are gonna be the reality of the 2020s. And I promise you, I'm not some middle-aged freak living in his mother's basement watching old movies. This is actually a product of of what I've seen traveling and seeing robotics labs in dozens of countries around the world. And what I believe is that robots are going to be able to go from doing things that are manual and routine to things that are cognitive and non-routine. And that's a product really of two things, of cloud robotics so that not every robot has to have a million pounds worth of hardware and software, and a mathematical breakthrough called mapping belief space, which now can allow robots to do things with remarkably more levels of complexity. So what this means is that instead of the jobs from the the miners and the factory workers, which were displaced by automation over the last 30 and 40 years, the jobs that will be displaced over the next 10 or 15 years might actually involve people who go to work right now wearing suits and ties.
0: And corporations, how can they prepare for this and indeed capitalize on it?
1: Well, I'll tell you, it's much like thinking about the internet 10, 15, 20 years ago. The earlier you are an adopter of some of these trends and understanding of these trends, the better off your corporation will be. First of all, be sure to bring people into your workforce and into your executive team who are keen observers of technological innovation. A lot of the time, particularly in big companies, what people want around the management table is consensus and support and people who, bl- who bluntly aren't bringing different perspectives. But I think tomorrow's great leaders will be those who very actively seek out and listen to things that cut against the grain a bit of convention. And the second thing is, I don't care what industry you're in, you'd better have a big data strategy. Land was the raw material of the agricultural age. Iron was the raw material of the industrial age. Data is the raw material of the information age. And so even those industries that we haven't thought of as having been rooted in data, like agriculture, for example, I think will be transformed over the next 10 or 15 years by them.
0: The rise of robotics is a concern for many with the media bandying around statistics on how many jobs will be lost to artificial intelligence. How do you suggest we adapt to the changing nature of work?
1: There is reason to be worried. but there's no historic precedent to be worried. I mean, back when Nick Ludd led the Weavers in a revolt and tearing down the automated looms at the beginning of the 19th century in Manchester, we've been worried for hundreds of years about how automation will impact employment. And by and large, people who have had jobs have um, found different kinds of employment that is less dirty, less dangerous, and less dreary. Now, having said that, in highly developed countries, in high labor cost environments like the UK, like the United States. If you have a job based on the strength of your shoulders, you're going to be very poorly situated for tomorrow's economy. So the changes that really need to be made, need to be made principally in schools and in corporate training programs. So that we are constantly making sure that our students and our employees are lifelong learners so that they can stay ahead of both automation robots and developing markets.
0: And finally, where do you see rivaling Silicon Valley in terms of innovation in the future? What's the places to watch?
1: I don't think any place will be equal to Silicon Valley, but I do believe that unlike the last 20 years, where so much of the wealth creation took place in an area that was about 40 kilometers long, Silicon Valley, I do believe that there will be about 10 to 12 sort of global foci for innovation in the industries of the future. Among them will be London. I think so much of what's happening in London is quite impressive. Cambridge, I believe it will be the second place that really stands out in the UK. So much of what's happening there in genomics and in big data is the best of what's happening in the world. Three or four other places to sort of spin the globe with you for a moment though. Tel Aviv and Haifa in Israel, I think will be particularly strong. Stockholm, Sweden, they're doing some of the most amazing work in advanced engineering and are actually number two in the world uh, in terms of billion dollar companies created on a per capita basis. And then one that I would throw in here at the end is Seoul, South Korea. South Korea is a relatively small country with just 50 million people, but the 50 million people in South Korea produce more robots and more industrial robotics than the 3 billion people who live in Russia, India, Africa, and South America combined. So I'm wildly optimistic about what's coming out of South Korea.